Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Season officially coming to an end on Monday night. We're going to go through the national championship game and some of the fantasy standouts, what the future may look like in the NFL from some players on Georgia and Alabama. Welcome to the show. I'm Craig Mish, along with George Kurtz today in for Davis Manick, as he always is on Tuesday. And George, uh, good to see you once again. We've got the NFL playoffs coming up faster than we know. Saturday night will be here in just a few days. And uh, and of course, we crowned uh, Georgia as national champions last night. Yeah, uh, interesting game last night. Uh, actually watched the game. Look at that. Um, I'm growing. I'm growing, Craig. Uh, so isn't it weird, though? I mean, College football is now over. We got to the football playoffs now. And I said, we love the football playoffs, but it'll be strange that there's only one game on at a time. You know, I can't zip to another game here on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, looking forward to it, though. Although, uh, I don't know about you, but my favorite weekend is generally divisional playoff weekend. That's when you, I think you get the best teams. You know, the number one seeds come in there as well here. But still, having football from 4.30 p.m. Uh, starting Saturday yeah. afternoon until what? Pretty much Monday night. I think the Monday night game is very unfair, mind you. I don't think it's kind of silly. It's a money grab. But still, I love the idea of having football pretty much for what? I don't know. Was that 48, 60 hours straight? Love that. Sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. We'll also have some news during the week on coaching, of course. We had a ton yesterday, which we're going to get to here in just a second. But let's start with our headlines here on FST here on this Tuesday, January 11, 2022. Georgia defeats Alabama 33-18 to to win the championship. Uh, Alabama, unfortunately, lost their wide receiver. I think it was a big factor in this one. Jamison Williams suffered a knee injury, and their offense just didn't look the same in the second half when he was out. Cade Cunningham, career night. He's coming on. He leads the Pistons to a comeback win. Superstar in the making, no doubt. And uh, have all the coaches yesterday not let go. How about this one? Joe Judge seemingly survives, at least for the time being, on uh, Black Monday. The uh, general manager, Dave Gettleman, ended up uh, retiring so the Giants will need a new uh, a new general manager also a new uh, offensive I guess coordinator because uh, the Giants coordinator today announced he's going to the University of Florida Gators interesting move there as well but no question everyone talking about today the uh, game for Georgia last night and Kirby Smart after the game talked about the resiliency of his team being down honestly for most of the game and then coming back and winning the championship lost you know one of their best players in the game and continued to battle and uh, a lot of respect for for coach Saban and he was very complimentary after the game um, but just dog nation showing up here um, the tremendous belief in this program of our fan base I mean everywhere we went in Indianapolis we saw our people somebody told me it would be 60 40 it felt like 70 30 and uh, uh, I just hope they remember this feeling and understand they don't, they don't need to get spoiled 
They need to stay hungry like these players and just so proud of our players. And somebody told me, you know, you're not playing for the 41 years that we haven't won a national title. You're playing for the men in the room. And that really touched me because that's that's what it was all about was those guys in the room. And championship for Georgia, a lot of nice stories here. And of course, not winning a championship for 40 years is definitely going to put a smile on fans in Athens for sure. Uh, you know, George, yesterday, you know, I talked about this on the show a lot and picked Georgia to win. Um, but, you know, it wasn't so much that I picked Georgia. What it was was, you know, reminiscent. And this, George, is interesting because I know you're a huge NFL fan. And in the NFL, you really don't think about it when teams, you know, teams sometimes have each other's number over the course of time. And, the, you know, you, you see it with, you know, your Dallas Cowboys. Sometimes the Cowboys have the Eagles number. And sometimes the Eagles have the uh, Cowboys number as we welcome in all of our listeners to Sports Grid Radio, Craig Mish, George Kurtz, Fantasy Sports Today. In college football, George, it is really different. And the one thing that my biggest takeaway was when I was covering college football extensively and I went to the national championship in uh, 1996, I went to the University of Florida. Uh, the Gators got trounced by Florida State, George, in the regular season in 1996, but they played each other again for the national championship. And I'll never forget Bobby Bowden talking about losing that game to the Gators and, you know, feeling a little unfair because they had already beat them once. But George, in college, these kids rally around that loss. And it is so hard to beat the team twice in the reg in the in the college football season when they played twice. And I think that's what just played itself out last night. You may very well be right. Uh, maybe it is different when you're younger than when you get to be a professional. You're getting paid as a professional. Maybe there's right. a difference there. You have more of an ego when you're younger, right? That's very true. You do have more of an ego when you're younger, and you don't want to uh, lose the same teams twice. Because in the NFL, generally you see that over and over again. You said it. If you beat a team once, a lot of times, especially if you beat them down, you're just a better team. You may have better players that year. You may What your organization believes in is what you know, maybe uh, gets you through here. What I mean by that is, Everybody in the AFC North now will be drafting cornerbacks to stop Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. And if you're not able to do that for a couple of years, well, then Cincinnati may have it over you for a couple of years because with Burrow and Chase and Boyd and Higgins, they're going to put up a lot of points there. So I can see that. But in college, you actually you may have something there. Maybe through the younger player, ego gets involved. You just try harder. You know, that sort of thing where they, theoretically in the pros, you're supposed to be trying hard all the time. So if you couldn't beat them the first time, maybe you just can't do it. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's just easier. And, and these are student athletes, George. And although now that some of them can get paid through uh, NILs, yes, obviously a different scenario. But make no mistake about it. What did Georgia use all week long against against Alabama? Hey, we lost to these guys the first time. We don't want to lose again. And you see it time and time again in college football. And really the only reason, honestly, I mean, I saw Georgia play. I thought they were the best college football team all season long. And yes, that's why I picked them in here and in the contest and everywhere else. But the truth was just remembering back to that Florida, Florida State and hearing the coaches talk about how difficult it is to play. Right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. College football season officially coming to an end yesterday. We're definitely going to have several players that played in that game uh, on our fantasy football radars uh, upcoming next season for sure. Uh, hopefully Jamison Williams, the wide receiver on Alabama, is okay. John Mechie, who was also hurt and didn't play in that game, no question, is, uh, is, is going to be in the NFL. And so will Alabama's running back Brian Robinson. Now, Georgia did a lot of it on defense last night. That's what has been their calling card all season long. We're going to see some players for sure be drafted. Uh, Most projections have at least uh, one Georgia player and two Alabama players drafted in the first round this upcoming uh, draft in April. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Let's get to our fantasy standouts from the game last night. We'll start off with Stetson Bennett, who was not uh, Georgia's starter at the beginning of the season. JT Daniels was, was going to be. And so this is just a tremendous story for this young kid. 17 of 26, 224 passing yards and two touchdowns. Zamir White looked pretty good at running back. He had 84 yards and one touchdown. Cook, of course, ran for Georgia, had the big run at the end of the game in case he missed it. Brock Bowers will be on the NFL radar in a few years. He's just a freshman. Four receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown for Georgia. On the running back side, I'm not really sure what to make of Brian Robinson, um, but he did get 68 rushing yards, four receptions, 28 yards. Most people remember Robinson. Uh, rushed for, I believe, 200 yards, if I'm not mistaken, against Cincinnati in the previous game. And then Alabama wide receiver Cameron Latou had to play a lot in this game because they were just missing so many guys. Five receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. But Stetson Bennett, of course, is the story from the national championship game, uh, sort of a quarterback coming out of absolutely nowhere to end up starting and lead his team to a national championship uh, last night after the game. Very complimentary of the Bulldogs' defense. We were stumbling over our own feet the entire first half and then starting out in the second half. So, I mean, they won this game for us. Um, you know, we we, st- we executed a few drives. Um, we could have done so much better, you know, but we got the jo- job done whenever we needed to. Um, you know, it, it hadn't hit me um, yet. I guess it hit me a little bit on the sideline, but, you know, no, I can't articulate it. I'm not that smart. Um, but, yeah, but it feels great. Stetson Bennett, great story there. Uh, George ends up winning a national championship. And I, and I think that speaks more to anything else is that a lot of what we cover in the NFL, George, is quarterback related. Let's be honest. When we talk about a team, the first player we think of is the quarterback. And college football doesn't always work that way. 
And for the University of Georgia, there's no question they were led by their defense all season long. But in five or 10 years from now, when the Bulldogs look back and they look at winning a national championship, uh, someone is going to write an interesting story about this kid because starts off the season as a backup, uh, works his way into a starter. Most of the uh, you know Bulldogs fans over the course of the year is like, ah, I don't know, maybe we should go back to our starter. But winning a championship as an unknown kid going in as a quarterback is not something you see often in the national championship. It's a Hollywood movie. Think about what you just described here. Right, he's an unknown on a national team, uh, backup, no big deal, gets the starting job. And then he, all there's doubts about him with the starting job. You get that little controversy in the, in the middle of the movie there. And then, you know, at the end, uh, he come, becomes victorious, wins the championship, and everything's okay, and Hunky Dory, and he goes on to a great career. So it's a Hollywood movie. It's really what it is when you think about it there. So uh, good for him, and uh, we'll see what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, you talk about guys playing for championships. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, like we could just keep going on and on. And then you get to Stetson Bennett and it's just not a name that rolls off the tongue, but again, great for him. Uh, he'll always have this moment, whether or not he plays a single down in the NFL, I would say it's extremely questionable, but uh, do we really care at this point? This kid was up till four o'clock in the morning and went on good morning America three hours later. So congrats to him. Now on the flip side, it was uh, not a championship for Nick Saban, which is sort of rare in this day and age. Of course, they won the title last year. It looked like, if you watch the game up until halftime, that yeah, Alabama was probably going to pull this game out, uh, but they did not. And you know, certainly Kirby Smart, who's the head coach at Georgia, used to work for and under Nick Saban. And in a uh, you know rare sort of situation, uh, Saban gave a ton of credit to his former coordinator. Kirby asked about. JMO, um, and I will answer for Bryce. JMO was a great player for us all year. He made a lot of explosive plays, and I think anytime you lose players like him and John Mechie, it certainly has some impact on, um, you know, how you can perform offensively. And um, you know, Bryce is a great quarterback. He had a great year, um, but at the same time, when you play quarterback, um, players have to play well around you. And we had some guys step up tonight and get some opportunities, and they did some good things. But, um, you know, I love Kirby. Uh, I think Kirby has a lot of respect for us. Uh, he did a great job for us for a long time. Uh, if we had to lose a national championship, I'd rather lose one to one of the former assistants who um, sort of did a great job for us and um, has done a great job with his program and his team. And uh, if any team deserves um, – they deserve it. They played great all year. Uh, we were the only team to beat them in the SEC championship game. Um, and, uh, you know, we just couldn't finish the game tonight like we wanted to. So, um, but, you know, I think Kirby has um, done a really, really good job there. I congratulate him on the win. I'm really proud of him. Um, and I'm proud of the way he's been able to coach his team and the consistency that they've played with all year. Again, we are. You can see the respect factor there for the uh, student and the teacher there, no question. Uh, you know, you know, Saban brought up a really good point, George, and, and normally he is not a guy that brings up injuries ever. But uh, Mechie, who, you know, some people think high-end, uh, who didn't play in this game, some people think high-end Keenan Allen, low-end uh, Jamison Crowder. And then you have a guy uh, like Jamison Williams, who is probably just as good as Waddle or Devonta Smith, who played last year. But you take those both of those players out, and even though Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, 
he's not throwing to any of those kids in practice. So you could just see that was kind of the reason why I think Alabama fell completely flat on offense in the second half. Oh, I would agree. You could almost equate it to what's going on with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? They lose their top two wide receivers. Right? You lose uh, Antonio Brown with his meltdown and Chris Godwin to the ACL. I'm uh, looking at now Todd McShay's uh, draft list uh, on ESPN. And Jameson Williams, he has him going sixth overall. So as you said, you put, he's the number one wide receiver there. He has him going sixth overall there. So he's a top wide receiver. That's a huge loss there, a monster loss. You lose your big playmaker on offense. I mean, and it trickles down. Not only do you lose the player, but you can't tell me your teammates don't feel that. <sighs> really? Lost to, you know, you know if everybody feels that, that you just lost somebody who, I'm not going to say he's the best player on your team, but certainly one of the best players on your team, the biggest playmaker on your team. So, yeah, you feel that. It's, it's a mental and physical loss. Yeah, and, and on the uh, running back side, this this kid, Brian Robinson, who uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we'll have to check this, I think he can uh, go to the NFL uh, this season. The thing with Alabama running backs, it's like, yes, George, you look at Derrick Henry and you look at Josh Jacobs and, and some of the other ones that have come out, uh, but, you know, I'm, Robinson doesn't really have the speed, I don't think, that some of these other running backs have had. And look, I'm not going to throw a Trent Richardson on him, but I will say that the likelihood of him being drafted in the first, I would say, first two rounds. Would you say, Brett? I'm sorry. Is he eligible? He is the senior, right? So he'll be out. Uh, but and and he'll be drafted, George. But you know, this this is someone that is not is not coming out like Josh Jacobs did. Is not coming out like Derrick Henry did. There'll be some questions with him for sure. He'll go later in the draft. Uh, running backs aren't valued anyway. Unless you're a super, super stud, you're not coming out in the first round. Even second round's unlikely. He sounds like a day three running back at best. You know, so somewhere in those mid rounds, I I don't even think third round. I'm, I'm thinking fourth and uh, above, yeah, fourth, fifth round, somewhere around there. Yeah, some, somewhere around the middle for uh, for sure for me. And and look, there there are scenarios out there that he becomes Nick Chubb, right? Of Georgia, like that could happen. But um, we're going to have to – the combine does mean a lot for a player like that, and that's going to have to get itself figured out in the next month or so. All right, from college football, we go over to the NFL. Owners talking about their team. That's a rarity. We'll play that back for you next time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Certainly, the story of the coaching firings on Monday was the Miami Dolphins parting ways with their head coach, Brian Flores, who had spent three years with the Dolphins, had a losing record in three years for sure, no question, but the team did rally to almost make the playoffs and beat the New England Patriots twice. Uh, Stephen Ross is the owner of the Miami Dolphins, and he met with the media on Monday and talked about whether or not uh, this uh, Tua's future, Deshaun Watson future, had anything to do with Flores being let go. First of all, let me be clear. It played no role in it at all. I have a lot of confidence in Tua, and uh, I think, you know, the next head coach will work with him or whoever else, but I have a lot of confidence in him. I watched him grow. I think he's a fine young man. And, you know, he is right now the quarterback and, and will de- be dependent upon the new head coach. But I have a lot of confidence in Tua. Of course, everyone talking today here in South Florida, George, about the note that he said, whether it is Tua or someone else, which obviously has everyone talking. Um, you know, I'll give you my opinion on this, George, and, you know, certainly I want yours, too. But I, I just I, I could understand everyone being shocked and surprised because it looked like the Dolphins were going in the right direction. But in the end, I don't know why there is any confusion, which which in, in sports, in life and anything else, when you don't have a good relationship with your boss, you got a pretty good shot of getting fired. It's just it, it's everywhere. And it, it's not the football stuff. Obviously, the team was doing pretty well. They came back. They had a pretty good season. All things considered, looked like they're on the right track. But, George, it's about relationships. And, obviously, Brian Flores did not have a good relationship with the general manager, Chris Greer, or even with the owner, Stephen Ross, who knows. And that's why he's not the head coach of the Dolphins anymore and why people are so shocked to hear this. This goes on every single place at every workplace in the world. You don't get along with the boss. The boss owns the company and says, well, <laughs> you got to go. I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't get why everyone is just so up in arms over this or just not understanding how things work. Well, everyone's up in arms because he's won 19 games over the past two years, only missed the playoffs both years by a game. So I I sort of understand them as well. I I get both sides of this. And listen, we don't really know what was going on here. I mean, for all we know, you know, Mr. Ross would say, hey, Brian, how you doing? And Brian flips him the bird. That could be very well it is. I just ignores him. You know, that sort of thing. You've seen that happen. And it'd be silly. Uh, Flores does not come across as the warm and cuddly type in his press conferences, not at all. You know, the fa- if it, listen, if this was just about him and Greer, then I'm, I'm getting rid of Greer, by the way. I, I'd much rather replace the GM than the coach. Look, the coach is getting the job done from what we see here. I do think this has something to do with Tua, where uh, it looks like, assuming we believe the reports, that uh, Flores really wanted Deshaun Watson, and the organization really wanted him to get behind Tua. You know, uh, for what's worth you, I. Uh, Watson's off the field stuff aside here. I would much rather have Watson. I don't think Tua is ever going to be anything more than an average NFL quarterback. I don't, I don't see much more than that out of him. So, but that, once again, that's uh, out of that. I mean, if I'm Mr. Ross, I said he, I'd be pretty upset with how he treats me. 
because I, you just don't get rid of coaches who can do it. And it looks like Flores can do it. Yes, he's not the warm and cuddly type. I have no idea if his personality would work here in New York. I think the media might eat him alive for the way he acts here. But in Miami, you can sort of get away with that a little bit here. They better find somebody who can work it here. I said, I'd be much more upset with Greer and some of the moves he's made. I mean, I like Waddle, but giving up your number one pick for Waddle, for the move down, uh, move up six spots for Waddle, a little dicey right. there. I'm not sure. I don't think I would have done that in a million years. So that's no. my problem yep. there. Uh, Flores, well, no, bottom line is this. Flores, if he wants another job, I think if he wants another job this year, he'll get it. But if not, he wants to take a year off, he'll get it. And also, Craig, the optics are bad because the NFL, they want to diversify. And one of the few African-American head coaches got fired. 19 wins in two years. It just looks bad. So I guess I understand why the NFL is upset about this as well. But like I said, if Flores wants another job this year, I think he gets it at worst. He wants to take a year off, enjoy his contract. And hey, you know, sit on the beach somewhere. He'll get a job next year. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I understand your point and it makes sense. But does the owner really care, George? Like in the end, you're a billionaire. It's your team. You trust the people you trust and would rather fail under your process than succeed over some in somebody else's. And that's it. It's like if I was a billionaire and I bought the Dolphins, I'd hire my buddies, too. You know, like this is just kind of what I had. Chris Greer is is Steve Ross's buddy. I mean, Chris Greer is a disciple of Bill Parcells. Who did Steve Ross lean on more than any former coach in the history of the NFL? Bill Parcells. And that's who he trusts. And because Parcells trusts Greer, here we are. Uh, speaking of which, the Chicago Bears are in a similar situation. They let go of their general manager at Ryan Pace and their head coach in Matt Nagy. And George McCaskey is the Bears chairman. He was actually the one who hired Pace and who hired Matt Nagy. They've now brought in Bill Polian to help out with this search. But boy, the Chicago media certainly gave it to McCaskey yesterday, who is now going to be part of this next hiring process. We get that a lot of Bears fans are unhappy and, and we're unhappy too, and we're frustrated. And we understand um, that there's not really a whole lot that can be said today that is gonna make people feel better about the situation. And it may even be that once the candidates are introduced, um, there will be people who say, oh, you picked the wrong guy or you didn't get it right or whatever. Um, the only opportunity to produce results is on the field, and that won't be for some time to come. But we think in time, um, it'll be shown that we've chosen the right people to lead the Bears. But George, I'm referring to your to your record as as the chairman. How accountable? How are you accountable for the record that you have? Like you said, it's a bottom line business: wins and losses. You know, no playoff wins, two winning seasons. You know, that's not a great record. So how how are you accountable for it? And 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 like I said, does that is does that lend merit to the idea that that somebody else should be, you know, like a like like a Bill Polian type should be at the at the at the top? Yeah, my performance is reviewed by ownership and the board of directors, and ownership has informed me that uh, it wishes me to continue in this role. All right. There you go, George. So, you know, Ouch. certainly certainly a uh, fun press conference is going on all around the league yesterday. I wanted to get the Browns one for today, too. That was actually good, but uh, maybe we'll do that later in the week. Uh, so the Browns, uh, I'm sorry. So the Bears are are going to have Bill Polian lead the charge here. And some people are like, oh, Bill Polian. Yeah, you should have like that. That's like great for 20 years ago. Is that great right now? Look, I don't know. That's that's a that's a choice that you'll have to make on your own there. 
Flores is interviewing today. Doug Peterson is going to interview. Uh, I don't know who is going to end up getting the gig, but certainly, I, I mean, I think Peterson, uh, George, you know, has a, he's going to get a job. I mean, the track record of winning a Super Bowl, a, a Super Bowl winning coach in the last five years is out there for the taking. I'm going to guess that he's getting a gig either in Chicago or somewhere else. Well, I think with the, for the Bears, you have to get a head coach that can bring along your quarterback, right? You got Justin Fields. So you have to have someone who can bring him along. You don't have a number one pick this year. So there's that. Uh, but you have to bring someone who can bring along Justin Fields. Now, either it has to be the coach or the coach who has the ability to hire a, a very strong offensive coordinator, quarterback guru, quarterback coach, whatever it might be. So that's what I'm looking for there if I'm the Chicago Bears. Because it's the NFL quarterback-driven league. You have a young one, a young one who – I think it could be very good to stay on the field. Might be nice to see field some more than a couple of games before he gets hurt again. But uh, I think once again, that's the most important thing for the Bears for me. A quarterback that can bring along that uh, that young quarterback, which means it's probably a guy one on the offensive side, which could be a Doug Peterson. I wouldn't call him, call him any kind of quarterback guru. He's an offensive coach, which that can be good. What's his track record with people outside of Nick Foles? That I don't know. And it's kind of ironic. Isn't Foles there, by the way? He's a, it's like, oh, Foles and Peterson, here we go again. I mean, I don't know. I give him credit for Wentz. Wentz was at his best when he was, you know, playing under Doug Peterson. So, um, you know, until the end, until they drafted Jalen Hurts, and then things went sideways. But, uh, you know, Bear, Bears, Bears' job is pretty good, I would think. I mean, very passionate market. Quarterback is there, agreed. Uh, all right, now finally over to the Minnesota situation um, where they fired uh, their general manager, Rick Spielman, and their head coach, Mike Zimmer. And uh, Mark Wilf is the uh, owner of the Minnesota Vikings and was asked if there will be a rebuild of the Vikings starting next year. Our point is we have high expectations for this football team. Uh, we believe we can uh, uh, be uh, super competitive right here in 2022. This is not in that, that mode of a full rebuild. Again, we believe we have a strong, strong foundation here on the field and around the building. So um, I, I wouldn't classify it as that. Uh, again, we looked at our football team in its entirety, and uh, as much as a difficult decision as it was, we feel it's the time and place to go in a different direction and get us to the next level, which is where we all want to be. And remind me, George, to bet the Vikings for coach of the year, whoever it is next year. The Vikings lost all these really close games this past year. I thought they had some horrible luck. I don't know if Zimmer's a great coach or not, but whoever's stepping in here I think is, is, is definitely going to a good spot. Absolutely, he's going for a good spot. And let's face it, everybody in Minnesota is like, Aaron Rodgers, please leave. Aaron Rodgers, please leave. Aaron Rodgers, please leave. Uh, that would certainly make things much better if they get Aaron Rodgers out of that division here. Uh, Zimmer did lose a truckload of close games. I like Mike Zimmer. Problem is, I think he's a little stuck in 90s football and, uh, before that. And the fact that he didn't take many chances, he would punt the ball so many times on fourth and four inside the opponent's 50. Old-time coach didn't adjust to today's game enough here. I think Zimmer may be done as a head coach. He's, uh, unless there's an interim job here and there, he could be a D.C. somewhere. But, yes, the Vikings job is a good one, especially if they decide to keep Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the the defense just took a big step back this season overall. And uh, Harrison Smith, who's probably the best safety in the league, you know, of course. But beyond that, they just didn't have a ton there. All right, buy or sell in fantasy. We'll play that game next. Great, great. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Make sure you head on over to Twitter, the free app. Of course, you know what it is by now on social media. You follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news and notes and information. We've got 18 hours of live programming here on SportsGrid. I know you can't catch it all, but our great team is posting clips of us talking, saying things that could apply to sports wagering or fantasy, and it's completely free. So follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Okay, final month of the NFL season definitely raised the value of some players as we close out 2021 and look toward 2022. And although that conversation is not going to happen for a few months from now, we thought we would take this week to just take a look at some of the things that happened and see if we can apply them moving forward. Naturally, uh, you know, once baseball season starts up and we get closer to fantasy baseball, the football stuff's gone. But uh, we don't have any of that now. So here we go. So Rashad Penny uh, finished off his 2021 campaign uh, looking like the player that they drafted several years ago in Seattle and uh, had some huge games down the stretch. He met with the media on Monday and talked about uh, looking back at his final month with Seattle and the success he had. Um, kind of you know, re- reiterating what I said last night, um, I think this is like really the, the start of my journey. Um, it's been a long time coming, frustrating one, but you know these guys have my back since since through it all, and um, I'm really thankful, you know, to be around um, a great group of a, a great organization, and um, you know they they showed that it was no quitting me, and um, they pushed me, and they kept pushing me, and um, I'm just thankful for what I've been doing over this past month or so. Jen. Well, George, no question, Penny finished the season as well as any running back we've seen in fantasy, maybe even in a decade, dare I say. I mean, look at these performances down the stretch. I mean, four great ones in a row, but look at these final three. 17 for 135 in a touchdown, 25, 170 and two touchdowns, and then even got better in the final game of the season against a good Arizona team 
23 carries, 190 yards, and a touchdown. George, we're going to play a little game of buy or sell here with Rashad Penny. But I would ask you this. If you didn't know this name was Rashad Penny, and I just showed you the stats of the final three games of this player, and the name wasn't Penny, I think that this running back would be drafted in the first or second round next year in fantasy football. Oh, I don't know if I want to go that far. Just because you saw three good games here. Because uh, you don't know which running back it is. Now, Penny, he might have been the, uh, your fantasy MVP or fantasy playoffs MVP because he probably won people a lot of leagues with that uh, what he did there. The problem with him has been uh, it's really twofold. Injuries, can he stay healthy? But you and I can play that game with every running back, it seems like. right? They all get hurt. That's why the question is going to be, where do you draft running backs next year? My biggest question, though, might be, um, who's the quarterback going to be next year? If they're starting over, you know, with some rookie quarterback or some block quarterback, that's going to be more eight-man fronts to stop uh, Penny there. So uh, I'm going to to have some doubts here. I don't even know if he'll be in my top eight next year, let's say. I think I'm, I'm that kind of guy, Greg. You did it once? Great. Before I truly believe in drafting you where your value is, show me again. I, I hate one-year wonders. I need to see it twice. Yeah. Well, look, you know, Mike Davis is a good example of that. Last year in Carolina, went to Atlanta, definitely was being drafted in the first five rounds of most fantasy football drafts and did not come through. But I got news for you, George. If you don't, if you have him in your top, you said that you don't have, you don't know if you have him in your top eight. If you have him in your top 10, he's going in the first two rounds of your fantasy football draft next year. If, if. That's where you'll have him ranked. Uh, for me, I'm with you, though. It could be a little bit of a sell high here, but there's no doubt that if he ends up back in Seattle or even potentially somewhere else, like imagine him you know, being the starter in Tampa Bay, George, or imagine him being the starter, you know, uh, you know, use Atlanta as an example. I think things would certainly change for him, too. But great finish for him, no doubt. Uh, also a great finish, surprisingly, if you have not been paying attention, for the Detroit Lions, who won a couple of games down the stretch, and Jared Goff, who looked like he could be an afterthought as the starting quarterback of the Lions, a potential one-and-done, has certainly changed opinions out there, and Goff uh, talked about things that got better for him down the stretch. A lot more control, I guess, or, or a lot more uh, say or uh, ownership, maybe the word, you know, and, and that feeling of um, it being mine and um dan and, and and the rest of the staff have been great with that and, and and making me feel that way and um it's it's been really good I've, i feel like i've grown how i should grow and, and i'm in year finishing year six now and um hopefully continue to grow in that area when you get going on, on the 2022 season how much further ahead will you be than say when you started in april of 2021 yeah a lot further yeah a lot further i think a lot of the guys that we and i am comfortable with i know who we got coming back i'm obviously comfortable with the receivers the o-line getting frank back will be huge um just you know some of that stuff that'll that'll get us on the right right foot and, and feel good moving forward and when dan was talking to the team after the game was being the locker room he kept saying this is the springboard what does that mean you know how did you take that what that means? yeah just like i said like the reason for optimism right i mean we beat a really good team yesterday granted i know they took their guys out at halftime or some of them but Still, they've got they've got 13 wins with any, anyone playing, and, and and we beat them, and we beat the Cardinals, we beat Minnesota, and th- those all happened in the last handful of weeks, and that gives us reason for optimism that we kind of know how to do it now, know how to win, and um, still have a lot of room to improve and, and a lot of things to happen. But these these spring um, summertime for us is going to be really fun and really important. Well, I think before you scoff at golf. That'll probably be the mantra going into fantasy football next year, George. Let me present some 
data to you. Uh, Jared Goff threw 11 touchdowns against two interceptions in the final five games of the season. He threw five touchdowns and no interceptions in his last two games. I understand, George. It, it was just not good for him in the first half of this season, and it was not good for him with the Rams in 2020 either. But go take a look at his numbers in 2018 and 2017. I mean, this was a guy that you were absolutely starting as a QB1. I don't know if that's going to be the case in 2022, but is there a little bit of a buy based on what you saw at the end of the season? I give I give a lot of credit to Detroit. Uh, had, we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun at their expense this year, but they played hard, including Gard, Goff. They played hard for Campbell. So a lot, a lot of credit there. Uh, like I said, Campbell, interesting guy there with the biting kneecaps and ankles and everything else and crying, whatever. It was just weird. But uh, the team played hard for him. We, you're, but what you said there, you said, oh, 17 and 18, he's a quarterback one. He probably really wasn't. There were still better quarterbacks than him. There's so many good quarterbacks in the NFL nowadays. But we've seen this before. The question is, can he do it consistently? Right? We've seen him before where, oh, he looks like the next coming or a really good quarterback. I'm not talking Rodgers, Brady, but a really good quarterback. And then he dissolves for whatever reason. I think his pro- one of the problems we had with the Rams, in my opinion, was that he was seeing the rush. Right, he, he knew he was getting hit. The offensive line was poor, so he was seeing the rush. Detroit has a good offensive line. I think he has a little extra time there. I think he feels safer that he's not going to get hit or blasted after every play here. Uh, is, is he going to be a quarterback one next year? No, he's not. Not in fantasy. Um, the Dolphins have the second pick in the draft. They're not taking a quarterback at number two. Could they trade down? Possibly, but they're not taking a quarterback at number two. I don't think anybody's taking a quarterback at number two. You know, most people think Pickett's going in the as far as the best players in the team somewhere. So there'll be someone that believes in them. They'll trade top 10, but not top two. So I'm curious to what Detroit does. And I think what they're going to do is take the best player overall. If that's a defensive end, fine. So wide receiver, fine. They'll build up that way. They need playmakers for golf, which is more impressive when you think about it. St. Brown came out of nowhere. He could be on this list as well, by the way. Uh, fantastic end of the season he had here. So I like what I'm seeing from golf. We have seen this before, so I'm not totally shocked here. But uh, buy or sell, I'd sell. If someone thinks he's a quarterback one, I'm selling. Like, um, I would I would do it with most quarterbacks, by the way, because there are so many good quarterbacks nowadays. I'm fine selling any quarterback to find another one. Yeah. And, and look, the, the one thing that at least Goff did was solidify his spot, I think, as the starter going into next year. Uh, his play was good. The backups really wasn't all that good. And they scored a lot of points at the end of the season, too. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he you know, jumps into at least the super flex conversation for 2022, which is not something that that we even thought would exist back in September and October. All right, a uh, career season for wide receiver Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers, who put up some huge numbers early and then you know faded a little during the season and came on strong at the end, especially in Week 18. Williams will be a free agent at the end of the season, which of course is now, and he was asked about coming back to the Chargers next year. Oh, I, I, I don't like changes. <laughs> I feel like I don't build some uh, lifelong friendships here with the guys uh, in this organization uh, on and off the field. Uh, like the organization, like the people I come to work with every day. So hopefully things work out on both ends. Still to be determined, of course, with Williams and his final destination. This is one of those things, George, where you know, he does a press conference, goes home, a couple of weeks go by, and then the agent gives him a call and says, hey, you know, we're, we're going to have some options here in, in the offseason. And this was the season that everyone was waiting for 
with Mike Williams, 76 catches over 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns, targeted 100 uh, and 29 times on the season. And and I think the Chargers, George, are going to have a really hard time bringing him back. I, I think that he's probably going to be someone that is going to get a uh, massive uh, free agent contract. We've seen the value of these big, strong, wide receivers, but I guess he can't really answer the question now of buy or sell because we don't know where he's going to end up. Maybe that's you know kind of you know something we'll have to revisit in a couple of months. Of course, yeah, he can end up in Jacksonville for all we know, right? And that's a uh, more dicey here. I agree with you. I don't think he'll get to uh, be back with Los Angeles. I think they'd like him back, but I think his uh, contract demands might be too much uh, for their liking there, especially if they got Guyton and Palmer behind him, Keenan Allen. You'd be okay. Uh, charges would be. Uh, also, his price may have just gone up. Think of the two wide receivers who one certainly would have been taken above him. The other one would have been taken probably right around him to their ACLs. That's Godwin and Gallup, right? So they're, they're, you'd probably rather have Williams now. At March when Frazee starts here, well, you'll know Mike Williams is ready to go here. You're not going to be sure about Godwin and Gallup, right? They might miss a couple of games next season. They will, or they might not be fully there until the season after that. You just don't know. So his price just went a little higher maybe. Or now he became that oh, number one target for agency. So, uh, yeah, I think Mike Williams is going to do quite well. And, but right, as you said, until I see where he ends up, can't buy or sell him. Yeah, at, at some point we'll look into free agency. But, George, does, can't you just close your eyes and picture Mike Williams on the Saints next year, right? Like, I mean, perfect spot. They need a, a big wide receiver, number one. They don't have Saints the cash. Aren't, they just don't right, have, they have the money. money, right? They always work those things out. I never believe in that stuff, George. In the end, these teams always figure out a way to, you know, move things around some believe the saints are going to trade thomas you know and i wonder i wonder peyton thomas if they need a divorce you know that that surgery thing is awfully weird it seems like thomas doesn't want to play there you know so i wonder if uh you know that happens i know scott wetzel he's a big believer that thomas is going to new england good spot if he ends up there yeah look um you know, New England's receivers were okay. Williams could end up there too. Uh, Chicago Bears seemingly always looking for wide receivers through eternity. Uh, you know, he could be there. I don't see Julio Jones back in Tennessee. Williams could be, you know, a, a big fit there. The Falcons are going to need some receiver next year. They didn't have any this year too. No shortage of spots for Mike Williams, which is, is why I think that, you, like you, that they'll be outbid. Some team will really overspend for him for sure. All right, we got to take a quick break here on FST. And coming up, we're going to dive a little bit more into tonight's NBA DFS slate. We'll bring in Brett for that, no doubt. Also some Dynasty League football discussion as we continue on right here on Fantasy Sports Today. We're here on Sports Grid every day, noon to 2 Eastern, talking fantasy sports with you. Of course, we'll preview all of the NFL games coming up this weekend, the DFS slates both on FanDuel and DraftKings as well. Craig Nish, George Kurtz, FST Sports Grid. We're back in just two minutes, so stay on the grid with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Our daily fantasy preview of the NBA is coming up. George, are you playing daily fantasy hockey these days? You know, I keep looking at games and thinking they're happening and then seeing that they're canceled, postponed. Are, are you still playing this season or no? Uh, well, you know, that's a, it's a good little intro here. Now that we're allowed to gamble here in New York. No, ah. I don't. I, I was, but now that we're allowed to gamble, I would much rather. I mean, if I'm going to be frustrated by who's going to be out last second with COVID, I'd rather do it on gambling than DFS, where I don't have to worry about sitting up, changing my whole lineup now, right? Because there's nothing worse than that. Funny out it's, you know, 6.15, oh, this guy's out with COVID. Oh, great. Now I need a new wing. Oh, the price is too high. Now I got to change my defense, man. I got to change it. It would, it would drive you nuts. Drive you absolutely nuts. So uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather just place a bet then. It's just easier for me. Uh, this is a true story, Craig. Uh, since we started Saturday morning, 9 a.m. at FanDuel, you know, I didn't realize how much easier it is now. You know, usually if I had to place a bet, I'd, you'd see me. If you watched online game, you'd see me looking down at my phone because I'm entering a game because I'm texting to my brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, place this bet for me because he has the access. I didn't have it. Now mm-hmm. it's just, you know, pushing two buttons. You know, okay, I want to place. I want to do this bet and how much and place. That's it. I actually had to write a note on, it's on a piece of paper next to my computer on Saturday, on Sunday for all the football games. Think, calm down, relax. Before I go bananas here, and I, it worked. It worked. I, that's why I didn't place too many bets here. It's just you can place a bet in ten seconds now. So I got just be a little careful now. But to answer your question, no uh, DFS. I'm sure once the uh, novelty comes out of this, I'll get back to it, but not right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great thing that New York has it, and and the fact that everybody can access it on FanDuel is just you know absolutely phenomenal for sure. All right, that will do it for our first hour of the show, but we got another hour to go. So we'll bring in Alex for the update here at the top of the hour. George and I will have our own headlines. We'll discuss the latest in the collective bargaining agreement with Major League Baseball, where that stands, and uh, daily fantasy basketball and some Dynasty League NFL conversation as well. So stay with us on the grid here on Fantasy Sports Today. We got you till 2 o'clock Eastern, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.